Okay, guys, welcome back to Vitamin C. Um, it's just Allie today, so I'm on a solo endeavor, and I have some really fun guests. Um, let's just jump right into it. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, um, my name is Jose Montoya. My name's Becca Montoya. We're married. <laughs> um, and we own Memoir Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been running this business for about three years now. Um, and our main product right now are um, baby shoes. So mm-hmm. these sock shoes that slide on really easily, super comfy for um, kids about up to two years old. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm curious more about that. Like how what got you into baby shoes? Like, what was kind of the process? And then also, like, well, just let's start there. <laughs> yeah. So, at the time, this was probably, like a, I think it was 2019, 20, yeah, around 2018, 2019, I was, I was just, I just got into BYU, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was doing what normal, normally what everybody tells you to do, you know, get a good job, get a good career, benefits, all that stuff. So, I did civil engineering for almost two years. And I learned quickly that that wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't mm-hmm. find passion. I wasn't excited about it. So I was just talking to people at work and they said that if I really want to earn more money and have more of my time back, that I should look into business. And so that's what I did. I took some business classes and I learned some marketing skills and how to build a website and all that stuff. And Becca was with, with me like along the way doing all those classes as well. Yeah, we really got our foundation in business by, you know, being scrappy, going to YouTube, learning from there. But mm-hmm. we also were able to take a ton of great classes at BYU. Like Jose said, um, a lot of entrepreneurship classes. And we actually took one specific um, elective class. Um, it was just building an e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually started a couple different businesses from there, um, yeah. different products, kind of tested them out, um, decided to move on from those. And so Memoir Kids was actually our fourth or fifth e-commerce store that we started up. Mm-hmm. And was it like the first successful one or just the one that you guys liked the most? Or Yeah, that's the one that – had the most traction from the beginning so we mm-hmm. we went ahead and moved forward with that yeah so i'm super interested in like the product space of entrepreneurship we don't see a lot of that here in the Rollins center so like what was that process like for you like designing or everything with the shoe like how did that go <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's definitely like kind of a learning curve with mm-hmm. physical products. So we found a manufacturer that um, made similar products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's like the first step in starting a product business is trying to find a manufacturer that makes something similar um, to what you're looking for and then they can tweak it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say that about it yeah like starting i would say uh i know how the way we got connected with our manufacturer was like just through networking Mm -hmm. we got to know a lot of the professors here at campus and got to know kind of like their acquaintances and their friends and you know once we started creating those relationships it was easy to like 
figure out, oh, what did we need and who we can go to mm -hmm. and receive that help. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's kind of surprising how quickly you can get started mm -hmm. with those like existing products. You can kind of build a brand even just around a product that already exists in the marketplace, but like kind of carve out your specific brand mm -hmm. online. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask is, did you guys like fully design the shoe and everything or did you kind of work off a framework and then yeah just marketed it super well yeah so we started off with existing designs that the factory already had mm -hmm. um and that was a real advantage to just get started i know a lot yeah. of students at byu and well everyone who wants to get into business sometimes you just get stuck in like the thinking process and the planning process mm -hmm. but we decided to just get started get off the ground um and in those first months you know we had just these existing products they were okay but like um we wanted to improve them so yeah um we started selling started getting feedback and then iterated with our factory got new designs um that visually look different but also that stay on the foot better mm -hmm. um but i really suggest just getting started with yeah. that because you'll learn so much from your customers they're the best like to give you feedback mm -hmm. that's awesome um so how did you um like what tips do you have for making a successful brand and getting traction and all of that especially starting from ground up like it's just you two <laughs> how do you get people to pay attention to your product i guess this is the question like how do we get people attention to our like, product or like what are the tips to like start a business like i guess sorry can you rephrase it um more what was your marketing strategy how did you make your product remarkable that people wanted to pay attention to it okay uh i think something we definitely wanted to focus on is creating a brand and like mm -hmm. targeting a specific customer because you know you, you can google and find so many different types of toddler shoes out there, you know, and different types of toddler socks, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, the product that we had was a little bit unique, but that didn't matter if we didn't target the right person. Mm -hmm. And so we, we aim to create a brand that was specifically meant for traveling, you know, mm -hmm. something that's easy to use, simple to pack with. And people really resonated with that. We made sure that the brand, the colors that we chose and the logo Kind of resonated with that like that travel vibe mm -hmm. and that the content we push out is content from like traveling you know yeah you see kids playing in the playground walking on the sidewalk you know with their parents on a nice little stroll mm -hmm. people just like traveling in general honestly yeah so as for the actual like how do we get customers to our website like that's mm -hmm. kind of like the big question too um we used Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh -huh. um, and so those really enable a business to just start getting sales day one. Yeah. Um, and you can grow really quickly from that. Um, it can be really expensive, but you know, it's mm -hmm. worth it to gain that traction um, and to start getting customers in the door. Yeah. Um, I, with that, a big thing a big hurdle students face is like not having the money necessarily to get started like i feel like when you're in college it's a lot scarier to throw a hundred dollars at a facebook ad if you don't know it's going to be successful 
So if this isn't too personal or probing, like, did you guys gain funding before? Did you, like, go the loan route? I think students would really benefit from hearing, like, what real people did. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I say it's a lot of money, but you can snowball it, right? Mm -hmm. So we started off with probably like a $200 budget Mm -hmm. just to begin with saying like, okay, we're totally fine if we just like burn $200 on ads. And we always had that mindset that like this specific class that we took, we had no textbooks. We had no like, you know, course materials that we had to pay for, but we kind of viewed this as our textbook, Mm -hmm. right? Spending that money on Facebook ads because you're not going to learn anything from just watching YouTube videos. You really learn from actually doing it. So we were we were ready to like drop the, that $200. But then when we put in that money, we would get sales coming back. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of just snowballed that, put the money yeah. back into Facebook ads to start growing and growing. And you can do that gradually. You don't have to have, you know, like thousands of dollars yeah. right off the bat. Totally, which is a big misconception, even in my brain. <laughs> yeah. I really like what you said about viewing paying for experiences as a textbook. I feel like that's a really cool mindset shift for people to, you know, feel like it's worth it because you guys learned and then became successful for throwing that $200 out there. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, because like we we really thought about it. Like we have friends going in different colleges, like in Colorado, in California, and like their tuition is crazy high. Mm-hmm. Well, compared to here, you know, at that time I was just doing student loans. And so and my, my mentality was, at least in this case, was like, if I'm willing to spend $3,000 a semester, which is pretty cheap compared mm-hmm. to other colleges, why not save up and invest a bit more money into my business Yeah, with that same mentality? And kind of same thing with the energy, the time, the mindset, you know, I'm putting this all this effort to get into an A, why not put on that same amount of effort to make a successful business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, so what has like the upkeep of the business been like? Because you've been at it for what, three years? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we um yeah, started like beginning of 2020 is when we started getting sales. And so we were kind of doing that like part time, you know, we both had had jobs um, while working on the business. Um, but finally, I was able to quit my job um, just this last February. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I am working full time on the business. We have a couple students helping out with like packaging and fulfillment mm-hmm. and customer service now. Um, so, yeah, it, it's still like a pretty small team for um what we're doing but that's really powerful um that's how powerful e-commerce is right like Mm -hmm. we don't have to man a like physical location we don't have to worry about having you know someone at the cash register checking people out right so we're able to do like you know huge volumes of orders with just a couple people do you guys do fulfillment yourselves or do you have someone that does it um yeah we did fulfillment for like the first honestly three years of our business uh-huh. we did everything ourselves we had to like kind of like corbin would say or any other uh, entrepreneurship entrepreneur would say you know you, you have to wear all the hats yeah when you're creating a business you need to learn how to do the fulfillment 
financing, the marketing, the website labeling, brand, all that stuff because mm -hmm. it's your business. You know, you need to know it in and out so that when you hire people, that's you know exactly what they need to be doing. Yeah. And I feel like that was one of our biggest struggles actually in the very beginning is we saw we got really good with Facebook ads and so we got sales going on and we thought we were killing it. So we decided to outsource a lot of things mm -hmm. without really understanding or knowing how it works. And because mm -hmm. of that, we just ran into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we've like been doing fulfillment and customer service for a while, we're, we're able to build those systems. Yeah. And then outsource well to mm -hmm. um, other people. Yeah. I just think that fulfillment to me is so scary. <laughs> I hate the <laughs> post office, but um yeah, I just like hearing about all the different facets because there's so many things you need to think about. Like I'm so selling this shoe and then wait, now I have to get it to the customer that yeah, I just like hearing about that stuff. Um so you said you mentioned having students um work for you are they people here that you've met at the slab or um how do you decide when and who to work with yeah i think that's kind of something we're like facing right now yeah because for so long it was just us mm -hmm. um and now it's like getting to the point where like i cannot do everything myself yeah. and so we are kind of trying to figure that out um the people that help us fulfill are actually like family mm -hmm. um so um but also students um yeah. but i know i i've graduated so i'm i'm not here at the slab but i know jose's made a ton of connections here um and we've been talking to a couple students that hopefully will be able to have intern for us over mm -hmm. the summer um but it's been great to um make those connections here i think jose could talk about that a little more if you want yeah um yeah like becca said just about networking making connections uh i believe like just everybody has i don't know potential you know they have value and so i don't really go out and see like oh you know who can give me what but i see like you know by making friends with this person i know that the value that i have within me i can like bring value to them mm -hmm. and you know through our friendships through our relationships we can help build each other we can help grow you know yeah that's that's good leadership <laughs> um so now i want to talk a little bit about um otishi is uh -huh. that how you say it yeah um because i've like watched you guys in here making and building out the brand and listening to those conversations and i just think it's so cool um so yeah like what how did you decide to do this new venture and can you explain like what it is mm -hmm. yeah so i like to i don't know where i think i read this somewhere but like i like to opportunity is honestly like a bus you know mm -hmm. it'll always be coming and going and the way you can enter the bus is by being prepared mm -hmm. if you're not prepared to enter the bus you know you're gonna miss the opportunity yeah. But that doesn't mean it's gone forever. You know, you just have to wait for the next one. Mm -hmm. And so with Otishi's case, uh, I saw an opportunity and I went and took it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was validating some products for Memoir Kids, actually. Mm -hmm. Just testing out some shoes from different competitors, different brands. 
and I was wearing these particular like sock shoes for adults, which was really interesting. We would always get like comments on Memoir Kids saying, hey, you should make these for adults. And mm-hmm. we always thought they were more of a joke, you know, <laughs> didn't really take it seriously. Yeah. And so I was wearing these shoes in campus and a lot of these students, you know, were just like complimenting me. They mm-hmm. loved the shoes. They thought they were really interesting, really unique, super surprised. Until one point, like one of the students was like, what brand is that? And I told them the brand. They looked it up and bought a pair like, right in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? People actually want these shoes? Yeah. And I, I already knew that people from Memoir Kids were wanting them, but I didn't actually think people were wanting them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I remember I was talking to Weston actually about this. And I went to class and I just could not focus in class at all because I just had this in my head about these sock shoes and what I could market, what strategy could be the brand and all these things. And so I was like, you know what? I just, after like 10 minutes of just trying to focus, realizing I couldn't, I just left class. Yeah. I left class, went upstairs back to Weston and for like 30 minutes, pretty much that whole rest of the class period, I was just talking to him, Mm -hmm. devising a plan of what I could do to start like validating the product, validating the brand or trying to figure out the strategy to really grow. Which Mm -hmm. is and so from there, we, I realized that, well, I didn't realize, I already knew that I, one of my the skills that I lack a lot is creativity. Mm-hmm. I'm very good with like market strategy and try to figure out how to get sales, how to build a website, you know, kind of like the same thing that I've learned from my more kids. But I knew that if I wanted to create a really unique brand, I would need to have somebody that I could trust that has a creativity. And that's mm-hmm. when I, I knew DJ was one of those guys. So yeah. I trust DJ, you know, I love DJ. He's a great guy. So I was like, you know, I'm going to come to him and see if he's interested in helping me out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love that you like knew people in this lab that would be good for it. Like That's the whole point of this lab. So <laughs> it's good to hear those success stories. Um, so I know you're like really fleshing out the brand right now and I've seen it and it's really cool. So tell me a little bit about the name and the branding and like why you went the direction you did and also who your target market is yeah so one of the things we definitely wanted i wanted to focus on in the very beginning with the brand was to kind of create a charity you know one mm-hmm. of my biggest goals is to always actually have my own charity to help out and give back mm-hmm. and i always had the mentality of like oh i can start a charity when i'm rich you know when i finally have the money and i can do all this stuff yeah but with this opportunity with Otishi, I realized, you know, why not just create another brand, but then have everything it makes, all the proceeds go straight to a charity or a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the initial what I had with the brand. And at that time, I didn't know what the brand was going to be called. Yeah. And so while DJ and I were talking and trying to figure out names, just going back and forth for like probably over an hour. Yeah. Uh, Bentley showed up as well, who's another friend from the slab. And he just chimed in, started helping us out, you know, mm-hmm. brainstorming names. And that's when he kind of came up with the name Otishi, mm-hmm. which is actually, it's funny because we didn't even think about this, but it's based off of like a national park in Peru. Oh, that's cool. And kind of like, because we wanted to go like the same route like Cotopaxi does. Mm-hmm. And with like, you know, giving back and how that one's based in South America as well. Yeah. But since they're more for traveling and outdoors, we're wanting to be more like modernized, more for like, uh, working inside entrepreneurship all that stuff yeah we came up bentley suggested the name otishi and it just kind of just clicked and we knew that you know nothing is like cemented 
in the very beginning. We just had yeah. to have something to work with. Uh-huh. And so that's how we chose Otishi. And that's how we kind of like figured out, you know, we're going to create a for-profit charitable brand with mm-hmm. Otishi. That's awesome. I really like that. I like that you've gotten into that charity space. Like you said, you anyone could wait forever to do whatever they want, but just jumping in is really powerful. What have been some of the challenges that, or just learning curves you've faced with the charity side of things? I think one of the challenges that we've kind of started encountering or started learning is that, you know, running a charity and raising money for a specific cause is very noble. Yeah. But it's also very difficult. Not many mm-hmm. people like care in a way, which is kind of sad to yeah. think, you know? And that's why, you know, a lot of nonprofits struggle. That's why, you know, a lot of the just going like into charity is very difficult. But that's also one of the reasons why we're going for more of a for profit route. And so we've had to kind of like identify roles within our relationships between like me and DJ and Bentley, Mm -hmm. where I would focus mostly on product development to really make sure that the product is high quality, great. And so that when we get sales, you know, it will help help grow Otishi and help give back more. Mm-hmm. And DJ, with his creativeness, he can like help create the brand, make a strong brand image. And as well, he's connecting with other leaders in the nonprofit industry, such as like MSM. MS. Yeah, it's like an MS society. Mm-hmm. And he's networking with them, seeing how he can create also like other like fundraising events to help Otishi, like really fill that brand name of charitable space yeah i love that i love that you said um it kind of a motivation to make sales and stuff is to be able to give back more um i just think that's really cool so now i have to ask (laughs) what resources have you used within the rollins center have you used any um for otishi or for memoir kids like what's your What's your relationship with us? Yeah, I think there's a ton of resources here in the Rollins Center or even in just campus, you know. And kind of going back to my remark, you know, you're already paying $3,000 a semester. It's how you use that money. You know, you can use it to go to class and get an A Mm -hmm. or you can use it to really connect with the people here. Mm -hmm. You know, you have professors, you have faculty here you know that are literally willing to help you there's so many funds out here with like the seed grants and stuff Mm -hmm. validation grants yeah you know we maximize i try to maximize all those resources as much as i can because they're here to help yeah and that's how we use with memoir kids in the very beginning with like our relationships with like corbin for example yeah i mean like we first kind of got our foundation in e-commerce from an entrepreneurship class here at BYU. And so um, I think those classes are super um, helpful to get that. And then just like the community here is Mm -hmm. like really awesome. Like people are all working on businesses. It's, it's kind of a fun um, community feel here. And like Jose said, like we've been able to connect with a lot of our professors and the faculty here and they've connected us with manufacturers and agencies that can really help us. So like, that's like a big part of our journey, really. 
Yeah, and one more thing. It's it's really interesting because like I took a year off of school to actually focus on building memoir kids, mm-hmm. and I kind of like learned through that experience that it's actually very difficult trying to build business outside of school. Mm. You would think, oh, I would have more time. I would have more money. That's mm-hmm. why I'm going to build a business after I graduate, you know. And a lot of people can and a lot of people have done it. But that doesn't mean it's a lot more simple. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot more harder because it's literally just you against yeah. the world trying to build something. Mm-hmm. While with this opportunity of time of you being in school, you have so much resources in the Rollins Center. You yeah. have so many opportunities to network with professors that, that literally connect you with people that you may need. Mm-hmm. That's something that you won't have outside of school. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I've never thought about that before, but that's really so true. BYU professors, especially the ones that are connected to the Rollins Center, like they're not just going around bragging about what they've done. They're like so into helping students, which is really unique, I think, and important. <laughs> okay, so what's next for you guys? Um, are you focusing on memoir kids are you involved with otishi are yeah what what are your plans yeah so we've kind of um it's been interesting to work together as um like husband and wife um it's been really great for our relationship but we've also like discovered kind of our strengths and where we want to go so we help each other out in both brands but i kind of lead memoir kids and then jose is taking the lead on otishi um and yeah i mean the goal is to really like build uh, memoir kids to the point where we could sell it have those systems in place um Mm -hmm. in order to do that um jose could speak more to otishi yeah um kind of like becca said you know we have different brands that we're working on and we're wanting to really grow them and just be part of them all mm-hmm. with otishi we definitely want to I, I definitely want to like create it to like i don't know kind of like what we did with memoir kids in a way first year we did over a hundred thousand so i want to kind of like beat that maybe do two hundred thousand its first year after the products are finished you know mm-hmm. and like i really want to grow it to a way where i know it's a it'll be a huge brand yeah bigger than Cotopaxi because that's how i know that it'll it can really make an impact in so many people's lives. Yeah. You know, we can help so many people with the proceeds we make from the brand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, other than that, we're, I don't think we ever plan on retiring <laughs> just because like, <laughs> you know, you retire when you're, when you want to get out of something, you know, yeah. when you're done and just with business in general, like I love doing business. I don't think I've ever, I'll ever want to stop doing business because it's just like a part of me. Yeah, totally. Um, So with either of the um, brands, is it is end goal like getting in stores, having product placement? Are you always going to stay e-commerce? What are your steps for scaling? Yeah, so I know with Memoir Kids right now, kind of like the goal, the plan that we're trying to do is hit a million in revenue mm-hmm. this year. So then that way we can sell it for like, uh 3x 4x you know yeah of its evaluation and that's kind of like at least that's with memoir kids mm-hmm. and beckon could probably talk about it a bit more but yeah like, I guess yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i think we're always gonna keep the 
well, I know we're always going to keep the e-commerce channel just because that's one of the best ways to connect with our customers yeah, and sure. have that really tight feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so vital to really take what our customers are telling us and iterate on that. Yeah. Um, we're definitely, I think we have a lot more to unlock there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think eventually we would definitely consider like retail. Um mm-hmm. But honestly, the focus is e-commerce right now because that's still so much. There's so much to do every day. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. What recommendations do you have for people that want to start a business? I know you've talked about a few um, already, but any last ending advice you have? Yeah. Um, So I think... um, I, I touched on this before, but really, like, it's just so powerful just to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to learn so much from just starting. Like, I don't, wouldn't necessarily say that, like, these sock shoes are going to be my, my life's work. Yeah. You know, but, like, by just starting with a product that we knew was selling, like, I've been able to gain so many skills in business um learn marketing learn you know finance and um just so many things that you can't learn from a textbook or from youtube right Mm -hmm. um so i was just that's my biggest piece of advice just start and you're gonna build the skills and maybe that's not like the business you want to be running for the rest of your life but you can take those skills and transfer it over to you know the eventual business that you want to run yeah i love that um i would say just kind of fake it till you make it that's pretty much how what i've done really uh i think just acting like what an entrepreneur would act like Mm -hmm. that's how you're gonna start becoming more like what you want to be because when i got started i had no idea about marketing i had no idea about website building i had no idea what to do even do as a business but i knew that an entrepreneur i I did my research you know what is an entrepreneur and what do they do and i realized like oh they have habits oh they read a lot oh they're very like prone to like failing a lot but keep on moving forward you Mm -hmm. know that's what i was like you know what i'm gonna pretend like i'm an entrepreneur now so i started reading a book uh as much as i can like i went through so many books the first year actually (laughs) and then yeah i just looked into many different businesses i failed many times but i just told myself you know this is an entrepreneur an entrepreneur will always fail but he'll always learn with each failure Mm -hmm. and so with that i just kept moving forward like becca said just kept trying kept going at it until one of our brands was strong enough and yeah went forward perfect i yeah i just love that just jump into it and I like how you said, like, you didn't know really what, that you were an entrepreneur or anything yet. Like, that's our whole goal here at the Rollins Center with creators is to just show everyone that they can be. And whatever whatever niche you're into or whatever skill set you have, you can be an entrepreneur. So I love that. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast, but Cameron... Cameron's thing is to ask like a big philosophical question at the end so (laughs) so I I had him pick a question for us today and you guys can answer it 
Um, the question is, is humanity going in the right or wrong direction? <laughs> Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> this is an extra big one today, I think. Okay. Well, I got an answer, but Jose wants to say uh, <laughs> Okay. I think, honestly, this life is all about progress. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a deep human desire to progress and to keep learning and keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, so I would say yes, honestly. I think individually all of us want to become better and have that light within us, I guess. I was not expecting to get <laughs> but But one thing, just to bring it back to business, which is what I'm comfortable with, I think business is the best way to move forward and progress yeah. personally, honestly. Like, this has been the best, like, personal development course I've ever <laughs> had just because mm-hmm. you come across so many trials and so many like headaches problems and you just learn to deal with them and become better and that's like why I love business so much is because yeah. it's all about progress um maybe not like progressing humanity but like yeah. I, I love that so I need to repeat the question one more time <laughs> is humanity going in the right or the wrong direction so (laughs) i don't i don't think there is a you know i don't think all humanity is based like oh man that's a great question (laughs) so i i so my personal opinion i think is humanity is going in the direction in which people are faced at you know Mm -hmm. if people are faced forward and trying to innovate and trying to create something you know that's great you know they're doing something but there are a lot of people that are just like not wanting to do that they're either face sideways or face backwards you know they're trying to just get comfortable and just do what's comfortable to them you know Mm -hmm. and so you know i think about the song michael from michael jackson you know man in the mirror Mm -hmm. you know it all really starts with you yeah you know it's cheesy it's dumb but and (laughs) becca's laughing because we were just listening to that like the other day on a road trip (laughs) but like you know it's true it all starts with you you know humanity isn't just a group of you know other people it's you're in you're in that group and depending on where you're faced is what's helping humanity face forward or go backwards yeah i love that perspective i would i would say i think it's going in the right direction i think like you said we've always progressed and we'll just keep progressing and people are good and so we have to be going the right direction in my opinion um but thank you guys so much for being on the podcast i loved our conversation and i know that our listeners are gonna really benefit from hearing about your guys's experience especially in the physical product space um so where can we find you like for both brands and everything yeah so um our instagram for memoir kids is memoir.kids mm-hmm. so you spell it m-e-m-o i-r-e dot k-i-d-s um that's the best place for memoir kids otishi uh yeah with otishi it's just um otishi wear so o-t-i-s-h-i-w-e-a-r and then you can also just find us on instagram as well yeah our personal accounts we're always down to like reach out to people or talk to people if they have questions yeah that's awesome 
Well, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week with the podcast. And Cameron will be back. And thanks for listening. Thank you.